Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, hello. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Live Your Personal Best. Today's conversation is one I'm so excited to share with you because even as I go through my own, you know, body love journey, it always seems easier in winter when I'm thinking about my body less because it's covered under so many layers of jackets and scarves and everything else. And now that we're facing summer, It's not that like the messaging is getting to me where it's like, oh, work on your summer bod or like this many weeks till summer, but I just feel more vulnerable, you know, now I'm wearing dresses and bathing suits and all of that. And so the things that I haven't had to worry about, like shaving my legs for a long time are now I'm putting a lot more focus on my body. So I thought that it was really important today to talk about body image with a body image coach. Sarah. I'm so excited for her to come on today. And we talk a lot about the trend that girl. And so if you aren't familiar with it, I just wanted to kind of give you a precursor now so you're not lost. But that girl is a trend on TikTok where basically it's like you're trying to up level your life by maximizing every possible minute. And it's usually in the morning and it's usually aesthetically pleasing and so that girl trend you know you'll see someone setting their alarm for 5 a.m and then they make a hot water with lemon as they're meditating and then they journal and then they fit in a workout and then they shower with these great products and they put together this perfect outfit as they're eating all organic foods and like you you get the point like everything in their life just looks perfect but you're almost meant to believe that all of this stuff is perfect because they're maximizing every minute and their physical health is so on point and they're eating healthy and they're working out all the time, right? And so it was a really big trend. It still goes on, but I think I'm kind of like past that point of TikTok. It's dying out a little bit. But long story short, <laughs> we talk about that in today's episode of how, you know, she kind of got like sucked into it with social media she didn't even realize, you know, like the toxic messaging behind it, just like so many of us don't until you take a step back and you kind of reflect and you're like, oh, wow, all of this disordered eating or disordered habits are so normalized today. So we're really shedding light on that. Don't want to ruin her story. So you'll have to listen to the episode for the rest. But with that, I hope that you enjoy. I hope that this helps you, you know, get ready for a fantastic summer getting the spring body out and make sure that you're following along on Instagram. It's at liveyourpb. I'll see you there. What's up and welcome to the Live Your Personal Best podcast. This is the place where I help current and former athletes like you to show up confidently in the gym and in life. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman, a former Division I athlete and author of Elite to Everyday Athlete. I'm going to show you how to stay motivated in reaching your goals and how to have more fun doing it. So let's sweat it out and start living your personal best. 
Hey guys, today we are joined by Sarah. She's a body image coach and she's very popular on TikTok, which is how I found her talking about food freedom, recovery, and being a former that girl, which she's on to talk with us about today. Sarah, I'm so excited that you're joining us. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here and I'm so happy to talk about that girl. <laughs> I know. Well, I'd love to get to know a little bit more about you and your background and like what led you to even starting your TikTok account. Mm, uh, I will tell you up front that I'm not good at telling short stories, so I will try and keep this concise, but I'm originally from Massachusetts. I'm from the Cape, so close to you. And I went to college in South Carolina. I went to University of South Carolina, so a big Southern school, a Greek affiliated school, and also a big football school. And the culture shock of going from a small Northeastern town to a big Southern school that had a big drinking culture, a very clear beauty standard, was a big shock to my system. And through my time in college, I felt a lot of effects on my self-esteem because I didn't look like what has now become the, the ideal beauty standard of young women. And just over time felt myself slip into disordered eating habits and eventual eating disorder. And long story short, I struggled a lot with weight loss journeys and my eating habits. And then COVID happened in March of 2020. I was a senior and we got pulled out for that. What they said was going to be one week and then it was two weeks and then we never went back. And so I went from a really pretty good place senior year in South Carolina to all of a sudden living with my parents again in a small town. It was still the winter in Massachusetts. It was cold, very different from South Carolina. And I felt that culture shock again in reverse where I was pulled out of that college environment at a big sporty Southern school. And I was in a sorority and all of a sudden I was back to the Northeast and I realized how disordered some of my habits and my mindsets around my body were, but they were so normalized in that environment. So that's what led me to realize that I wanted to be a body image coach because I went through eating disorder recovery myself and I knew I was going to start my health coaching certification, but I knew I couldn't be a weight loss coach with everything I had learned and everything I had struggled with. So that's how I became a body image and food freedom focused coach. And I started TikTok after, I believe it was March of 2021, actually. It's been a little over a year that I've had my TikTok account, but I've had my Instagram account, which is the same, it's Sarah in Yellow. And I've had that as a personal blog for four years now, I think. And it started out as a like a healthy blog, quote unquote, healthy blog, where I was chronicling my meals and how many calories were in them. And I posted on my story every single time I went to the gym, almost to prove that I was doing it. And I became that very typical, what we now call that girl. And fast forward to COVID, I had an eating disorder. I had to go through recovery. That was chronicled on my page. And so my entire journey has been on Instagram. And I started sharing on TikTok as well. And here we are about a year later. And I'm at about 75,000 followers. And it's, it is a, a dream every single day that I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, how did we get here? <laughs> I know. Well, I love your videos, you know, because it's like, I feel like we've all been trapped by the diet culture and, you know, it's just so relatable of like, oh, I've done these things too. You know, I was that person on Instagram that's also been like, oh, I, I got to check in with the gym because, you know, to like show that I'm like working on myself. Um, but I think it's really interesting what you said too, of when you were in college, you know, all of those things were normalized and you didn't realize it 
till you had kind of stepped out was that kind of the same thing with like being that girl on TikTok like it was like it felt normal at the time until you kind of stepped away from it yeah so I I was that girl before being that girl was a thing like I was that girl on Instagram that's kind of what I was saying there was like I would post my workout there post my food I, I was on a weight loss journey I was journaling I was waking up at 5 a.m I was doing all the that girl things before we called it that girl and so when I got on TikTok and then I saw that that girl trend emerge, I, something just didn't sit right with me about it. And it took me a while to figure it out. And I shared my sentiments with my community and some people had a similar sentiment of like, yeah, I feel like it just promotes disordered eating and this like perfect look of health and wellness. That's not realistic. And I realized that that girl is just, I struggled with orthorexia in college. So that was my eating disorder. It's a subset of anorexia where I was obsessed with being what I thought as healthy, but really was very disordered. That girl was my orthorexic experience rebranded into a trend. So going through that before TikTok even really existed in the US and then seeing something I had moved on from, something I had gone through a recovery journey from, being promoted as a healthy lifestyle was just, very upsetting, honestly. Yeah. Well, no, it's crazy because, you know, I feel like we're very aware now of what eating disorders are. You know, we know what binge eating disorder is. We know what anorexia is. But yet when it's repackaged and now it like looks differently and it's like sold to us as like, well, no, this is healthy. You know, like anyone can be fooled by it again. And it's so easy to kind of like get into that trap. I could not agree more. And I feel like so much of diet culture benefits off of making us feel like it's our fault for whatever it is. It's our fault that we can't lose weight. It's our fault that we don't have a bigger butt. It's our fault that we don't see the, the sleazy marketing that's repurposed an eating disorder into that girl. And I will say from experience without getting into, you know, the details of other people's lives, I had a close friend when I was growing up in high school and college who had been struggling with eating disorders, multiple eating disorders for years. And I was her her number one supporter in her friendship circles. And I remember saying to myself, like, I have learned so much from this experience. I vow to myself in honor of her to never go down the same road, even though I knew I wanted to be thin. Fast forward four years later, I was doing the exact same things because I had convinced myself and diet culture had convinced me that it wasn't an eating disorder. It was just being the best version of yourself, but I was sick. And I remember feeling so much shame for that. Like, how did I not see it? How did I let them trick me? And I just want to say to anybody that might be in a similar space, maybe listening to this conversation and being like, wow, I'm trying to be that girl and it's really not healthy for me mentally. It's not your fault. And it's something that you can pull yourself out of in that sense as well. Yes, that is such a good reminder. You know, I think that we all are really hard on ourselves. And, you know, especially if you're like falling into that, like, this isn't just a you thing, like all of us <laughs> have been like trying to go, mm-hmm. you know, against that. But you are now, you know, a body image coach. So I'd love to hear your opinion on, you know, a similar but different trend of like body acceptance, body confidence. Like, is that something that you teach your clients or are you more like body neutrality? Like, how does that all fall together? Yeah. So I kind of see body neutrality and body acceptance and the idea of body positivity slash body love as almost a spectrum of healing where we start out really in in body dislike or body hate. 
And I think that in the beginning for many of us and a lot of my clients, body love, like unconditional love for your body is not realistic because you're going to have bad body image days. You have a lot to heal. You have a lot of past experiences to heal from. You have a lot of unlearning to do. And body love almost holds you to the same unrealistic standard that weight loss or body change does in the sense that you feel like you need to be perfect. So my personal philosophy with coaching is a weight neutral approach. So no, I don't, I don't do meal plans. I don't do any sort of calorie counting. I do have clients that have weight loss goals. I do have clients that have dietary restrictions, but that's different in my perspective from being a weight loss coach. And so I take a weight neutral perspective and I aim with them towards body neutrality and body acceptance, because I think it's so much more realistic, especially in the beginning of the journey. And needless to say, that doesn't mean that you're not going to have days where you love your body. You absolutely love who you are. When you look in the mirror, you have those days where you look in the mirror and you put on an outfit and you're like, oh my gosh, I am so sexy. We all have those days when we are practicing body neutrality or body acceptance, not because of what you look like, but because of seeing yourself as more than a body and seeing that your body does not decide your worth. So I aim for body neutrality, body acceptance, and I aim to help my clients increase the frequency of those days where they feel that body love as well, while still holding space for the harder days and the negative emotions. I love that. You know, it's not like one or the other, but just like increasing the frequency of having that acceptance, which I, I love how you worded that. So when you realize, you know, yourself that you had like gone down this path of developing an eating disorder again, and you, you were like, okay, I'm over that girl. How did you start healing your own body image? Mm, that's a tricky question. I was just sharing on Instagram recently about the beginning of that journey, because I talked to a lot of potential clients on discovery calls who are in a headspace that I was in in that time at the beginning of my journey that I call the gap between wanting to heal and being ready to heal. Because I think in my experience, oftentimes we know that we have some, some things that we need to work on. We know that we have disordered patterns. We know that we have limiting mindsets and the gap between realizing that that's the case and actually being ready to take action and do really difficult, really emotional work exists for a lot of us. So I was just sharing the other day about how I had that gap for months. I knew that I had an eating disorder the beginning of 2020 or late 2019, which feels so long ago now. And I didn't start recovery until I got pulled out of school in March. So probably April of 2020. So that's four or five months between completely out loud saying to myself, I have an eating disorder and being ready to heal. So the beginning of the journey was a lot of just acknowledging where I was, what I wanted to change, and what had led me to that point. And a lot of the work I do with clients now is the first third of our program, we just spent time breaking down the past and understanding the past and understanding how childhood experiences and diet culture and high school and college experiences and bullying and moms with bad body image, all of those things have impacted us. So that's really how I started was just accepting that I was someone who was struggling and that these are the things that I was struggling with and that it was okay to not be perfect because that was the headspace I was in in my eating disorder too, is that everything had to be perfect and I had to have control. So starting that journey was just saying that it's okay not to be perfect and 
teaching myself how to release a little bit of the control. Yeah. So it's like step one isn't even doing anything or creating a new plan or any of that. Like step one is knowing that you are struggling with something and just the acknowledgement of it is how you begin. Yes. Yes. Step one is awareness. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think that's so important too, because even with something like this, you know, you're like, okay, I want to heal, but I want to do it as fast as possible. Or like, how can I be like so good at this? Or like, you know, you don't want to be in that period where you're like struggling, but I like how you said it, you know, like you have the period where you're like, okay, like I want to, and then you like kind of decide to like, it's this whole like process of it. Mm -hmm. I actually was having this same conversation with a client earlier, right before this call. And we were checking in and she had had a really rough week and she was angry at herself just struggling with her body image, having a really bad body image week. But then she, on top of struggling with that, she was angry at herself for struggling because she knew that she shouldn't dislike how she looked in the mirror. And we had a long conversation about how she, it's not beneficial for her to be upset with herself for not being perfect and that it was the same phenomenon of feeling like she needed to control the situation that had led her into an eating disorder in the past. It was just trying to have control over something different. And we broke that down for about half of our call. And it was really beneficial for her to just understand that it's okay, essentially to not be okay right now. And to just really come to terms with who you are and what you're struggling with and holding space for that. Yeah. Letting go of some of that control. I love that. And you know, the reason that I really want to talk about body image and stuff today is because you know, where we live is starting to get warmer out. I've been in like sweaters and jackets for the past six months. And so in my head, I I don't think about my body as much. And, you know, I can kind of just like cover it up and it always looks good because I'm in a scarf. But now, you know, I, I feel a lot more vulnerable in summer and I'm like, oh, a lot more people will see my body and there's the beaches and dresses and all of that. Do you have just any tips that you'd like to share about how you've kind of like gone about this? Cause I know like you post videos of yourself in like bathing suits online and stuff. Um, so how did you get a place of like being able to be confident to do that? Yeah, absolutely. So I love that you bring this up because you're right. Especially in Massachusetts, it's finally starting to be nice out. Um, in like the past week, we're finally having sun in 60 degrees, which is not even that warm, but a lot of what I see in my community and in my clients this time of year is trying on clothes from last summer or last spring that you haven't worn in a while. And especially because many of the women that I talk to, and I'm sure you're the same, we're we're in our 20s. I mean, your body changes a lot in your 20s. It changes a lot in your 30s too, but we are undergoing a lot of body change, especially post-grad and lifestyle change in the pandemic too. And so a lot of us, our weight has shifted or our body composition has shifted, even if the number on the scale hasn't changed. And I talk to a lot of people this time of year who are really stressed about trying on last year's clothes or shopping and buying new clothes. So my number one tips for kind of making peace with weight gain or making peace with your your spring body in that sense, not like your summer body, like, oh my gosh, get fit for summer, but like you're coming out of winter body, coming out of a time when your body holds on to fat and holds on to calories because it's cold outside and that's our instincts. Coming to terms with your spring body and recognizing that you wouldn't punish your mind for growing between now and last year. You've grown up, you've matured, you've learned things, you change viewpoints, you become a better person, whatever it is. You can't punish your body in the same way. 
You can't punish your body the way that you would never punish your mind. You would never ask your body to go back to high school if you treated it the same way you treat your mind, because you would never ask your mind to go back to high school. You'd never say, oh my gosh, can we revert to the time where I thought that I was going to marry this boy or girl, and I thought that I was going to be a vet, and now I work in business, and you would never ask yourself to unlearn all of the things and, and immature. And so you can't ask your body to go back to those, those times where you might have been smaller or you might have looked different as well. So making peace with your body changing just the same way that your mind does, the same way that your mental does. As far as like practical strategies, though, for trying on clothes or needing to buy new clothes and going into warmer weather months, off the top of my head, because again, this is things that I coach on for like hours at a time, I could go into detail, um, giving yourself permission to size up, saying to yourself that, you know, reminding yourself that the number on the tag when you buy a new pair of jeans, a new pair of shorts, a new swimsuit is not as important as you feeling comfortable in your clothing. Wearing a size that's too small is uncomfortable and doesn't prove anything to anyone. Wearing a size that fits you is going to make you just have a better day. If you have you know, more confidence in yourself because you'll like how those clo that clothing fits you and the comfort is a huge factor in how good you feel in your clothing, as well as just taking any practical steps that you need to, to feel more comfortable in that size in the moment. I advocate for all of my clients, like if you hate seeing the tag in your jeans that says you're a size X, whatever it is, and that's different from what you've been for years or what you used to be, cut it out. Like it doesn't need to be there. Nobody needs to know what it is. Nobody's going to know. If you really are worried about never finding that those jeans in that size again, then put it in a little in your underwear drawer. Keep the tag if you really need to. But realistically, you don't need that there. Taking little practical steps like that to avoid exposure to a trigger that might upset you. So summer body has such a negative connotation. And so that's the first time I've ever heard spring body. And I love it. Like that makes so much sense. You know, it's your spring body, like you're coming out and that almost feels like celebratory, you know, like, oh, I want to shed my sweaters. Like I want to be like in this new growth. And what I think is really interesting too, which I had never thought of before, but you mentioned it's like, yeah, I wear my jeans year round. So when I'm putting those on, you know, like I might notice them get smaller and smaller and then eventually I toss them. But for summer clothes, especially where we live and there are the four seasons and you don't wear them year round. Yeah. The last time I tried on my dresses was a year ago. The last time I wore the bathing suit was a year ago. And so that's crazy. You know, think about where you were a year ago and if everything else in your life is different, well, like, yeah, your body is part of it. Like that's going to be different too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, this is a huge misconception with weight loss and that you'll love your body at the goal weight or at whatever size you tell yourself you need to be because a physical body change will not heal the part of you that believes that your your weight is equal to your worth and so taking steps like this where you acknowledge that you're so much more than a body that you don't need to change your body to be valid prepares you for all of the ways that your body is going to change in the future that's why i think that body love as as a single concept is a little bit unrealistic as well because you aren't going to love yourself all the time and body love makes you obsessed with what you look like right now and it doesn't shift the focus away from the body whereas body neutrality allows you to say I'm I might be pregnant at some point I might literally go through a global pandemic because let's not forget how much that impacts our physical and mental health I might change locations and therefore change 
um, diets, like foods that I'm eating. I might go through menopause. I might go through a death in the family. I might go through a huge career promotion and I, and I eat more because I'm so happy. Our bodies are going to change so many times throughout our life. And so preparing yourself to be okay with that and know that you are worthy and beautiful and valid and smart and funny, regardless of what your physical body looks like, is the number one way to have body confidence, in my opinion. It almost feels counterintuitive to people that hear that for the first time, that body confidence comes from not caring so much what you look like or being okay with, with who you are, no matter what you look like, whether you gain weight or lose it or stay the same. Yeah, no, I love that. And then this might be a little unrelated, but I did want to bring it up. So I've been watching your TikToks and this past month, you made a decision to cut your hair. And I know it wasn't just a like, oh, you know, I'm going to go out and cut my hair, but like you had this big thought process around it. And I was wondering if you kind of share a little bit of that with us today. Yeah. So I think this is very related, by the way, um, very related to body image, maybe not yeah, kind of the summer too, because I cut it for the summer, but yeah. So for anybody that doesn't know me already, I had hair about like under boob length. Like I probably cut like eight inches off when I cut it. And my hair has been that length and that length only for as long as I can remember. Like it doesn't grow longer than that for some reason. And I never cut it shorter. The last time my hair was short and for anyone that can't see me now, it's, it's a little bit over my shoulders. Like I said, I cut like eight inches off. The last time it was that short was when I was five years old, like kindergarten. So I have done a lot of body image work over the past couple of years. I have gone through eating disorder recovery. I've healed my relationship with food. I've healed my relationship with movement. I've healed my relationship with my body. And I do have more days than not where I wake up and I'm like, wow, I'm so hot and sexy. And that is a wonderful thing. But I found this limiting belief in the back of my brain about two or three months ago where I pondered the idea of cutting my hair. Some of my close friends had cut their hair and I was afraid of doing it myself because I wasn't afraid it would just look bad. I was afraid that my body would look bigger proportionally because I realized in this moment that I had this long-term limiting belief that pretty girls have long hair. And when I was in school in the South, it was pretty girls have long blonde hair. And so I also used to highlight the hell out of my hair in college. And that's a whole different story. It was not cute. And I have dark, curly brown hair. And so I had this limiting belief that pretty girls have long hair. And I realized that I needed to prove to myself that who I am and my worth is not dependent on what I look like, including what my hair looks like and therefore how it makes my body look in, in comparison. Um, so I cut my hair, I cut about eight inches off and everyone, every single person told me to do it. And I didn't believe them that it was going to be so good, but it is liberating both because I mean, I had eight inches of hair that, that weighs a lot. I, I feel physically better, but I also feel mentally liberated because I proved to myself that I cut my hair. I made a big appearance change and who I was did not change. Not one bit what I cared about, what I was passionate about, what I was good at, who I mattered to, who mattered to me, my worth on this planet literally did not change, even though my appearance did. And so that was a huge body image win for me. I think this is a great example too of how people that are in the body image and body confidence and food freedom and recovery spaces, even though we're really far along in our journeys, we might be farther along than where you are, or you're thinking like, wow, I wonder how I get to where this person is. 
it's an ongoing journey every single day. And it doesn't feel so much like a battle anymore, but I am constantly challenging myself in ways like this to continue to strengthen. And so very happy with the decision to cut my hair both physically because I think it looks so cute. And also just in that way that I proved to myself that my worth has nothing to do with what I look like. Yeah, that was gonna be my follow up question was like, how are you feeling about it now? But you know, all good things. And, you you know, I love that because, you know, things like our hair are an extension of our body. So the fact that you're like, yeah, I can dramatically change it. And like, nothing big happened. Like, I love that. And I'm so happy for you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yes. I love that you say like, it's an extension of our bodies. I feel the same way about clothing as well. Clothing and hair are the two closest things to our physical bodies that aren't our physical bodies. They're the two biggest means of expression physically. And so feeling comfortable in your body, feeling comfortable in your clothing, wearing the size that fits best and cutting out that tag if you need to, as well as challenging yourself to cut your hair or change your hair in a way that challenges your body image can only strengthen it as well. Yeah, no, thank you so much for coming on today, sharing all those tips. Where can people find you, work with you, all of that? Yeah, so I am Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, in yellow, like the color, on Instagram and TikTok. And I also have a Facebook page, so I don't use very often, but it is there for my for my people that use Facebook. And I prefer Instagram because I share longer form content. Like I can write a lot more there and I also can accept DM requests. And I do look at my DMs. I answer as many of them as I can. But yeah, Sarah and Yellow on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook, if you so please. And yeah, I share on a regular basis, like tangible tips that you can use, especially this time of year. I do take one-on-one clients. I have some rolling availability throughout the summer, but I will have a full open like program launch, a full open enrollment this fall as well. And I'm coming out with my first online course this fall, which will be a food freedom basis course. So if you struggle with your relationship with food, that is a more passive, lower ticket entry into my work that I'm also taking feedback on right now. So if you want to tell me exactly what you want to be in that course, you can tell me in the link in my bio on Instagram as well. And again, Sarah and yellow on everything. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.